This is episode 305 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 305 of Bella in Your Business. Today, we're going to talk about something where we really want to make sure that you stand out. It's not just a fact of the first person who answers the phone when people call around and are looking for your service. It's not a question of, okay, well, your website worked. Like, I want your customers to fall over themselves to sign up for you. Like, They will be the kind of customers that maybe you already have are the kinds that will plan their vacations around you if you're a pet sitter or the kinds that will totally allow you to come at whatever time in the middle of the afternoon to walk their dog because you are the best and there is no one else that they ever want to trust with their baby. Today, we're going to talk about seven ways that you can stand out from the competition. And these are intangible feelings. These are things you can't touch. These are emotions that we get to evoke to people that make them raving fans, that tell other people about us, and that just really love your brand. I mean, I want you guys to think about some company or some restaurant or something that you would, it doesn't matter how much it is. It doesn't matter what they require of you. Your answer is yes because you just love the way they do business so much. You get excited to give them money. Wow, what a concept. Imagine if your clients were super excited to give you money every week or every month, right? So the first thing that I want to focus on is your website. (laughs) Ding dong. But it's not in the way that you think. Like, I mean, your website needs to be beautiful. And so that means that you have to literally have someone that has a designed eye that has helped you design it. Templates are a good start, but you can always get better off of templates because people are usually most to a normal look and feel of a website. But when you change that up on someone and you give them something different, they're going to be like, you know, oh, wait, what's this? And they're going to kind of stop for a minute. The other thing about your website is that there's a thing called user experience. I wrote a blog a few years ago about why Rover is beating the professional pet sitter. And it quite simply is because of their user experience. Because you can go onto a Rover and it's much like Uber, you know, where you can get in, get what you want and be done with it, right? A lot of pet sitting businesses and dog walking businesses, their user experience, the way they have the whole sign up happen, the way that people get them their information and get the booking and all this stuff is such a convoluted process that stops the sales process multiple times. The user experience is not like, yes, I did it. I finally have a pet sitter and I did it in three minutes or less. You're like, but Bella, we need to know more information. Yeah, you do. But there's like a time and a place, you know? We want to get these people signed up and feeling like they can check it off their to-do list. And your website is going to be like that. So it's not just about what your website says. It's about what it looks like. It's how they feel. And it's also about their experience on your website. 
Okay, another one is have a show and tell website that's interactive and evokes emotion. So it's not just reading and boring and it's not just about you. It's about your clients and their issues. Have fun videos that are aesthetically pleasing. Like, for example, when you can put a video inside of a laptop or inside of a cell phone and it feels like, you know, what if, you know, while you were talking about how great you were and how these visit notes that you send, if they literally was like you were scrolling through a phone and people were reading a conversation between you and one of your clients and you inserted that into a phone and you displayed it on your website in that such of a way. Now that almost is like the best way you can do like almost immersive experience for them. And like, hey, this is what you're going to experience as a client as well. You can take screenshots. You can put some of maybe your top performing reels the same way, you know, slide them into a template in Canva that shows a phone and let people see how fun it is. Like, would you ever consider putting a reel on your services page showing like dog walks and like a fun dog walk? Putting a reel on your website would be so incredible. It would be so different than what everybody else is doing. Everyone knows video says it's better, right? So what do you do? You go get a video player on there and embed like YouTube? No. If you actually got something like that, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Number three is anticipate their questions and answer them before they even know they have them. It literally is going to build a lot of trust if you do that. So what happens is when you're going on and you're saying, okay, this is how we work. This is what we got to do. Your listener naturally comes up with lots of questions. And so one of my phrases used to be, our clients love to know that we work as a team and we back each other up. So if your primary pet sitter is ever on vacation or sick or something happens to them, we all jump in as a team. So I used to use those phrases a lot where I would say things like, our clients love to know that, or one of our clients asked us, or one of our clients does this, does that sound like your dog would do that too? And so when you anticipate that, they feel like they're taken care of. They feel like they don't have to go into anxiety mode trying to think of every possible scenario because you've demonstrated to them that you've already thought about it and you've addressed it and given them the solution. That is absolutely invaluable. So I want you to think about how can you do that? How can you anticipate their questions and answer them before they know they have them? The next one is do what you say and say what you mean and build it in. So let me give you an example of what I mean. And this kind of ties into the last tip as well. So something else I used to do a lot because I used to get people on the phone. And quite frankly, I mean, you have a better chance at closing a sale when you're on the phone than email anyways. So for all of you who don't like to be on the phone, I would really encourage you to try to build up your skills a little bit because you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Your close rate, you know, maybe you want to increase sales by 15%. Well, guess what? You probably could increase them at least by 10% being on the phone with people. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. You know, but here's an example. So when I was on the phone, I used to casually just be like at the end of my spiel, like after I told them, here are your options because I gave them options. It wasn't a price list. It was options. I was like, we could do an overnight and three day visits, or we could do three times a day visits, or we could do twice a day visits. The visits are $25 each and the overnights are 125. And it's really up to you how you mix and match them. I suggest based off of what you told me, X, Y, and Z, insert whatever they told you there, that, you know, option A. 
So when you can do that, first of all, it makes them feel empowered because they have options. You're no longer telling them, you're making a collaborative effort. But at the end of those options, what I would say is, oh, hey, and what's your email? And I'm going to send all of this to you in email too, because I know it's a lot of information. And if you're anything like me, you probably like it in writing, right? <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, that would be amazing. And so as soon as you get off the phone, you have a template that literally starts off saying, hi, Sally, as promised, here's the email I said I would send you. As a recap of what we talked about, blah, 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 blah. When you start off with those words, like as promised, you just set yourself up for a win within them because you ask them for something and then you follow it up right away. And you literally are using these powerful words as promised. Here's your email, right? And so they're like, oh, wow. Okay. So far they told me they were going to do something. They did it. Now, it doesn't end there. If you keep building things into your process that way, that is going to establish a lot of trust and that is really going to separate you from the competition because the competition is a hot mess. They don't answer the phone. They get back to them like 24 hours later. It's like literally like you have to beg a lot of companies to work with them. And so by doing these things, you're really, really going to stand out. Another way is to genuinely figure out how to follow up and make sure the client's satisfaction is met and make sure to make it personal. We talk so much about this in the mastermind with Joey Coleman's 100 Days. This is all about buyer remorse and how they feel like really like, oh my God, did I make the right decision? What am I doing? Oh my, you know, and they go through these stages. I don't know if you can ever think back to a time where you bought something and then all of a sudden you just started doubting yourself right afterwards. Well, this is part of it. So do you have follow-up built in? Now, some of you might be saying, oh yeah, Bella, I sent them a thank you note. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, you should get your butt into the mastermind because we have a whole guide on all of this. And there's a lot of discussion on all the different things that people do over the course of like 10 to 12 weeks of when someone comes. And it's not a bunch of gift giving. It's not always gift giving. You can't buy people, but you have to let them know that you have to have these touch points created intentionally so that you can knock their socks off and give them an experience once they're off your website that is way above the competition. So just quickly to recap before I go on, because you all know I love to recap. Number one is having a beautiful website. It takes them on a journey and it makes them feel good and it's just presented in a different way. The second one is having a show and tell website that's interactive and evokes emotion. The third one is anticipate all their questions and answer them before they know they have them. The fourth one was do what you say and say what you mean. The fifth one is genuinely figure out how to follow up with them like a hundred days. And so I've got three more for you. So I guess it's not seven ways. It's eight ways. (laughs) There I go again. I'm always ending up like giving you guys extra. Number six is going to be be real on your social media. So don't be afraid to like show behind the scenes stuff. Be a friend to them. Talk to your avatars. One of my friends does this all the time. She's a business coach and she goes, hey guys, so one of the questions I always get asked is, and then they go into it. She doesn't always, like she wasn't just asked it, (laughs) but it's like a kind of cool way to like talk like you're almost talking one-on-one with people. And so talk directly to your avatars about real life issues, be intentful with social strategy. It's what makes people fall in love with you. You got to remember that the other person that's scrolling on social media, that's a human. And guess what? You're also a human. It's H to H. It's not business to consumer, B to C. It is human to human. So the more that you can be human, the better. 
the more that you can show them that you're not hiding behind a logo or behind professional graphics all the time, that you're actually like, you have a face and you have a name and you have your quirks and you're not perfect. Nobody is looking for you to be perfect in a video or on social. Everyone is looking at you like, wow, I can't believe they're getting out there. She has so much confidence in her business and what she's selling. That's what they're saying. So consider that. Be real on social media. Number seven is make real face-to-face relationships with community leaders. This means pet store owners, office managers at the veterinarian offices, and maybe real estate agents, networking groups. Build relationships at least once every two weeks. At least. That means drive your car to the pet store and talk to the manager. You have to schedule it in and you have to do this because the bigger your network is, the more chances, the more bets you have out there, you know, the more chances people are going to be talking about you and referring you. All right. And so I guess this is the bonus round, you guys. Number eight is to get veterinarian endorsements. I'm willing to bet that you have a couple of veterinarians that recommend you right now. So why not take it up a notch and why not get them on camera or in writing to say, Bella's House and Pet Sitting is so great. They help so many of our clients and we're always hearing great things about them. I've known Bella personally for 10 years and the company is just top notch. If you're looking for a pet sitter or dog walker, Bella's House and Pet Sitting is the only choice you should have. Wow, that's powerful. Get it in writing or get it in video and then you can put it in writing. And then what you can do in all of your social media, all of your marketing on your website, everywhere the only company in Scottsdale that's veterinarian endorsed. Whoa. Mic drop. I'm not going to drop the mic because that'll hurt your ears. But literally, like how badass is that? I used to do that. And guys, and when I was saying my prices and stuff early, just for like a little mental note for you, that was back six years ago. That was in 2016. That's what I was charging. That's what I was charging not going to go down that rabbit hole. I am resisting the urge to go down a pricing rabbit hole. But anyways, you guys, you want to stand out for your competition. You want them to want to not only pick you, but stay with you for years and years to come. And these are the things that I just want you to consider, like really self-assess. And am I doing this to the best of my capability? Is there places that I can improve on? Because when I can copy and paste your website and put it on anyone else's website, you have not done a good job. That's the brass tacks. Oh, your competition should never be your problem or your issue. If you are doing your job and you are unique enough, your competition is never going to be a big problem to you. Now, guys, I kind of told you a little bit about what I did do. Next week, I'm actually going to tell you all about the 20 years of experience I have in this industry and three ways to cultivate a thriving relationship. These episodes have kind of been a little bit shorter. So I encourage you also to binge on Bella. Go ahead and listen to some more episodes. If you're ever wondering about a specific type of topic, go to jumpconsulting.net and go ahead and type in whatever you want. Up in the top right corner, there's a magnifying glass. And that's where you can type in pricing or employees or ICs or whatever it might be. Go and do that. We're going to be getting ready. I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but I am. Uh, We're going to be getting ready in about a little over a month to open up the doors again for Better Marketing with Bella for first semester next year. That's going to be January through June. And so if you're struggling with social media or like the things that I was saying just sound completely foreign to you, we need to talk. 
So you need to email me at Bella at jumpconsulting.net or slide into my DMs on Facebook or Instagram and let's have a conversation about it. And I will tell you straight up if you are ready for it or you are not. But quite honestly, if you're not killing it on social media, someone else is. And I want to see all of you guys rise as the cream of the crop that I know you are. You guys, this has been another episode of Bella in your business. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and listen to another episode too. And I'll see you again next week. Bye. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.